This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on, of mice and men and monsters. You'd peek your head in and you see whoever like made him wrote something inside. I had worked hard for nearly two years for the sole purpose of infusing life into an inanimate body. That whatever oh. is coalescing into my blood, it's what's been preserving me. We've had so much these years, haven't we? You are going to be all right. If shit gets awry here, though, you head southwest of here. I'm not going to wait more than half a day, though, and then I'm going to keep moving on. But I do have a safe house, and it has supplies. Look for the house built into the trees, and you notice some scratchings on the wall. I will wait for you. Be bold as well as strong. Use your head alongside your heart. M. Where am I going Southwest? I. They said so we go to Southwest to find the house building the trees. He takes you out onto the road that goes parallel to the city wall for a bit. And just as you think anybody can notice you, all they have to do is look over. All they have to do is just look right over. The road veers off suddenly and goes deeper into a wooded clearing. So what I'm going to invite you guys to do is as we're in here, uh, you can roll nature, perception, survival. Those are the big three that I tend to like when when you're keeping track of your surroundings and you're wanting to do it adroitly to keep alive. So I invite both of you to roll that. That's a 19 for me. I'm rolling perception. I also roll perception. Okay. 23. So you guys are going in and the, the wood becomes denser and denser and almost more packed in, almost to the point where it could feel claustrophobic as you go further in. And the trees start to get wider and wider. And both of you note that about a kilometer in, there's a tree that stands out slightly from them. There's a tree with tons and tons of gnarled knobs on it. And Pappy just keeps going at a trot. I mean, I'm not a, well, I am a druid, so I guess I am kind of a woodsman. Uh, That seems like 
that seems like it, it's a little out of place. And maybe I think maybe that's where we need to go. Pappy, can you head us towards that uh, 17th tree on the left over there? <laughs> and as he trots along, he starts counting. One, two, three. Four. And I'm not going to count all the way to 17, God. but you get the idea. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. you and Adam, can you insert that SpongeBob voice that goes two hours later? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was watching Adam's face as I was doing it the entire time and just seeing his eyes kind of like get a little bit bigger. Like, don't you fucking the do panic. it. Don't but you do panic. It. <laughs> playing ch- That's playing when people producer reach down chicken. to the fast forward 30 seconds button. Yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> I'll just say this now for for those of you who went forward 30 seconds, 17. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, your wagon rolls to a sudden jolty stop. And just to your left, 10 feet away, is this tree that stood out to you. And up close even more so with your earlier 23 perception, Penny, you note that in addition to these knobs carved onto the side of the tree, um, almost so that each carving has a square recess to it, is the common alphabet. Just carved in the tree? Yeah, it, it looks like the, the letters the themselves, daycare? where by this time you, you would see it is like carved into the tree, uh, and around each of the letters is an outlined square. Just Penny sees this, or or I see it too. Uh, Penny saw it, okay. uh, but if I'm sure, if Penny were to get up and investigate it, you would follow where she's going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Penny does that. <laughs> Penny gets up to get a look, look a little closer. I mean, I imagine these are buttons. I'm just trying to remember if there was any message I was supposed to punch in. Um, I had all that info from the field journals, but that wouldn't be on this. This is where your DM does once again that Willy Wonka leaning on his fist. Hmm. I wonder if you were given any clues earlier. I am sure. Oh, gosh. It just, it might have been in like. Uh, okay, let's February. run through this. Okay, we fought the tongueless elf. The three sentries sh- showed up. Fog cloud out of Bertram's butt. Uh, new bugbear, Ganoush owner. Chateau Deef. Chateau Deef. Oh no. Presence is weak. Faint. Do, 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 do. Orc. Good. Not, not like cursed. Okay, that's not it. I'm so Ooh. sorry. I'm like, okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. At what paper? But it sounds like I'm supposed to. Like, I was given this info. By Kate's face, I think that's true. Yeah, no, no, no. It sounds, but the way she set it up, I was given this. I'm trying to remember. All I have that you don't is I have the field journal, but why would I have the field journal? This would be info from Banquo and Macduff. So that would be back to like last fall. <laughs> so I'm going through my fall notes. <laughs> All right, my lovely listeners who are also DMs, this is something I like to do. So if your players kind of forget information that will likely be in their notes, but maybe they can't figure out what it is, I invite you two to roll a history check. Ooh. To see if maybe this uh, will recall something from your memory. Did, did the information come from Banquo? Banquo dead. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Macduff. Macduff. This is this is potentially Macduff's hideout. 
Also, but Bay saying, Coast Dad, we didn't tell that my, kid, I'm realizing. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That poor so. kid, we just let him think his friend might be alive. <laughs> That's what he gets, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, People you're so forget. aggro towards that innocent child. How do we know he's innocent? He knew thieves can't. That's super sketchy. All right, I only got a seven, so my history roll, my first neh roll of today. You know why, too. Aaron, go ahead and roll history. I got a four. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> my rolls are awesome tonight. Okay, wait. That okay, just tell advantage. me when the information was given so I can look at my notes. I might have you know, it. That, I know. Uh, oh, uh, if lady? you want to play along, that's fine. But this, I'm just saying, this, I don't this know. With the, hang on. Calm down, everybody. I got you, okay? Uh, the DM can railroad you. You cannot railroad the DM. Oh, shit. I tell you that. Watch out. Uh, <laughs> <a> bitch. <laughs> Penny, here's all that you can remember. You remember there was there there must have been some kind of message, some some kind of hint that Macduff could have given you. This is Macduff's place. Yeah, no, no. So was there Macduff. ever a time that Macduff gave you a message? Very recently. Oh. Oh. Recently. I will wait for you. Be bold as well as strong. Use your head alongside your heart. M, which is Macduff. It bugbear Ganoush. When did that happen? Well, that done. was in that well was done. the thieves can't inside oh, Bugbear well Ganoush. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Use your I head. I appreciate that and this was recent, heart. not something he said uh, to us uh, truly. Months ago. <laughs> just something. See, we had it in our notes, Kate. We just didn't know what the hell we were looking for. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it okay. sucks because like, it's like, be I want to make it tough enough. I want to make it tough enough. Uh, so I don't want it to be too. It's, it's like writing mysteries, right? It's like you want to make it tough enough, but you don't want to make it too. Like, you don't want to hurt your. I will your wait audience. for you. Be bold as well as strong. Use your head alongside your heart. And it's an alphabet. So it's, there's a password in there, but I'm trying to figure out what it is. Be bold. Kimmy, did you tell this to me? Am I hallucinating right now? You would have seen it. I thought I read it out loud when we were in the kitchen. Okay. Didn't I? Oh, yes, no, no, did. no. Here, but like, we could just play it safe, too, where Penny is staring at these letters and mumbles to herself loud enough for anyone to hear, I will wait for you. Be bold as well as strong. Use your head alongside your heart. And then she goes up close, and she's going to... Did I already roll perception? Because we rolled history. Did I roll perception and I look closer at the letters? Uh, you can roll again up close, yeah, but you're yeah. able to just, once again, what you saw about these letters was that they were, it's the common alphabet, mm-hmm. and it's carved into here very thickly, uh, and then around each of the letters is also carved, uh, like, really deeply in there, a square. It's like it's a button. So every letter has a square. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Penny, it says be bold, and... It said, be bold and use your, and strong, use your head alongside your heart. I wonder, I wonder if that means you gotta, I mean, maybe not, but do we need to get in some kind of weird yoga position? Or maybe it's just love. I I walk up and punch in love, L-O-V-E. You you press down L and it doesn't catch and it pops right back out at you. (gasps) I push all the numbers. And he turns and says, <laughs> let's the- do <laughs> elevator style. Brute force, baby. 
You press, you press down A and it pops right back. You press down B and it holds. You press down C, the B pops back out. <gasps> All right. So we got, so we know it starts with a B. I type in bolt. All right. Let's, um, Penny hits the B and then hits the O. B goes down, holds in place, press the O, B pops back Ooh. out. Mm. So we know it's B. I, I do a, I do a brute force attack and I try all the other letters after pushing B in sequence. No. Um B A B I mean that's B, C, that's what I would B, do D. in this real situation is is brute force it. But let's think about this. Let's you do this if and it takes a little bit of time. Um and you, you notice overhead kind of like the the scar the the sky darkens more. Uh. But when by the time you get to you press down B and then you press S down. They both hold. Bold and strong. Um, oh, H next. And then B, S, and then we hit H. The H goes down halfway. And we push H again. It goes down all the way. Together. The letters start to glow. Hell yeah. But nothing else happens. Nope. M. Um. Can I? Can I? Yeah. I'm not there, so I can't do anything. Can I? Can I <laughs> yeah. do can like push a? M? Oh. You press M, and it also goes down the deepest, and then it pops back out, and then transforms, transfigures into a handle. Thank you, Ghost of Bertram. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Save me. You've solved my letter puzzle. Yeah. That was yeah. That was that was op. That was hard. That was. That was cool. Though. I mean, it was like just hard enough. That was good. All brought to you by Mumford and Sons. You <laughs> poor little dragon man, tell me all the things in your heart. <laughs> in <Hold> your heart. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys want to do? Like, do you want to go in? Do you want to just... Yeah, we want to go. Yeah, we want to go. Sure. We need to go in. Wait, should one of us be outside with Pappy and Bertram? I think I think Pappy, if you see anything weird, Pappy, yeah. <laughs> burn the place down, Pappy. <laughs> don't burn the don't burn the tree out. We will burn Utica to the ground. Um yes. I go back and tell Pappy, I say, All right, Pappy, I wish I could bring you in, I really do. I don't know, this is kind of an exclusive club kind of thing. Could you just watch over our friend Bertram for a little bit? And if there's anything weird, maybe just start do you know how to fight? You still got that in you? I can do some martial exercises. I just, I want. But I, but I should tell you something strange about your friend Bertram. And he turns slowly um, towards the, the reclining figure of Bertram, and you kind of follow his gaze. I think. Some things wrong. And looking at Bertram's still form, you start to see sparks and kind of sizzling start to come from uh, that chest plate. And um, he looks as as much as a robot, a, a thing built can. It looks like he's just a little bit more shriveled than before. Oh. And his his armor itself, his his instead of skin, I would say, like his arm, his, his metal is even colder to the touch. Um, and 
if this were even more possible to the 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 jets the like that gorgeous jet color with the gold filigree is actually fading becoming almost pale i yell over at penny penny i need you to go inside i gotta figure out what's going on with bertram something's going wrong all right um penny will immediately open the door and run inside saying help we need help Something's wrong. We need some help. Rounding the corner, you see Macduff. And he himself seems like he's in an amazing plight. His coat is dusty and dirty and smeared with green down the sleeves. His hair, uh, instead of its like beautiful The Rock uh, formation that you, you did, did for him, just gelled <laughs> to the 90s like the max. Um, his hair is disordered, and it seems to you even grayer, either with dust and dirt or because its color is actually faded. His face is ghastly pale. His chin has a brown cut on it, a cut that's only half healed. His expression is haggard and drawn as by intense suffering. For a moment, he hesitates in the doorway as if he has just been dazzled by the just the light of you opening in. Everything else around him has been in the dark. And then he comes into the hallway where you are, Penny, and he walks with just such a limp as you have seen in footsore tramps. He stares at you in silence as if expecting you to say something more. Penny just stares for a moment, caught off guard by his appearance. I think in her head the whole time she's been thinking this is where we would be to be safe and warm and is realizing that there's not as much safety here as she had hoped. She turns and she goes, our friend Bertram is in trouble. Please, anything you can do, please come help. Uh, of course, you made it. Thank you. I'm, I, I need your help too, but this is, this is more pressing, I can tell. And he follows you outside, but he stops immediately at the sight of, of, uh, of Pappy. Oh, what he's good. Is- He's good. He's, she calls out behind him. He's good. He's with us. They have Don't trackers. They, they have trackers in them, in them Penny. You've you got, you got to get rid of it. No, no, don't worry. We, we took the tracker out, and we, uh, we, we uh, dissociated the, the tracker. It's all, we're good. Okay, kind of you see him sag in relief, like all the tension just kind of disappearing from his body. Okay, what, what do you need from me? What? How can I help? Well. I, I'm like up at Bertram and I'm trying to like unscrew the, the bolts that are holding on the front panel. Um, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't super good at it, but I'm more comfortable than I was the first time. So I just go in and I start unscrewing it and I take it off. I take off the front panel to look at what's going on. That golden mechanism at his very center, his core... Uh, that had delighted you uh, in calling to you to to explore when you were kind of just in that moment where you needed to shut off any any curiosity. Um, that is kind of trembling itself, and the arcane almost energy that was that was pulsating from it uh, the first time you saw it has dwindled now to just a faint fluttering. I don't. I mean, I don't. This this is his power core. And I don't know anything about it. It's very magical seeming. And have you know anything about... I don't know what I'm saying. No. Uh, this... This is amazing. Uh, yeah. 
I didn't really get a good, a good look at it before, but... Our friend Bertram is a wonder. There, there's only... There's only a couple of inventors, a, a couple of creators out there I know who would have enough craft to do this. Uh, I, I, I know... Who's the closest? I, I mean, if there's any way that you can get a hold of, say, someone from the Swiss family... It's not my. It's not uh, out of the realm of possibility. Really, God, I was just saying that as a, <laughs> a hell mary there. Uh, okay. Who? Who in the Swiss family specifically? This is where I. <gasps> Sorry. Really quick, look up the names of the Swiss family Robinson. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> Probably the very widest name, Peter. Stephen. <laughs> Yeah. Swiss, uh, oh, right? Oh my god. Oh my god, I got a great one. Okay. Um uh Swiss, yeah. That would be uh Fritz. Uh I said it's got there it Swiss. Is. There it You're is. right. You're right. Yeah. Fritz. All right. Uh is our friends on the Fritz? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does Penny say that? No, it's such oh. an ill-timed. I thought about it because I obviously said it, and I'm like, it's so ill-timed. I can't do that. Um, Look, let, let's let's get him inside, and we can do what we can. But if you have any way of contacting this, this Swiss family or, or getting him out of here, it, we have to stabilize him first. Penny, you feel a little bit of a, like a warmth in your pocket, like a little bit of a buzzing warmth in your pocket. And reaching in, you see that it is the, oh my God, what is that thing called? The stone. Uh, it, is, it, it is the stone um, for the island. And you see it is no longer in a reddish hue as before, refusing to sit on any one thing. It has finally taken on that, that welcome green, healthy hue, and it has stilled. And it is the coordinates of right where you are. So it is now recognizing your place as a safe space. Hey, guys, I've got good news. And she holds it out and shows it to Awen. That means, uh, do you know about the Green Hoods? A, a little, uh, from what you guys sort of told me. And then also hearing Macbeth talk about it a bit, too. Penny. All I know is that you guys are part of them. They're against what took my friend away and my family. And therefore, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Now, this is, I don't remember. I thought that the stone would give us coordinates to the island. It would give you coordinates of a place where it would be safe then to, for them to, to transport you. Kind of like a sending stone area. Oh, hell yeah. So it gives you the coordinates of where to go. And you can see it's smack dab in the middle of where this tree house is. This this Keebler elf house. And do we as Kimmy put it earlier. That's right. How do we I forget how we send how do we send them notice that we we need a ride? We need a pickup. You don't, you just go to that coordinate um within the time frame that it shows. So here's the thing though, Awen. Why don't you do a medicine check for me? Uh oh. Uh oh. Bertram. There's a lot riding on this. Let's go. Oh my god. It's a, it's a nine. Could be worse. It was a f- with a nine. A you're looking down at at Awen, oh, and you can see just this rapid. 
decline starting to happen and you cannot trace its source where you are right now, but you do know that you, if you enter into any transportation circle with him, he will not survive this jump. You have been in too many jumps and you know that there is a force brunt to it. There is a, almost this requirement of a certain level of vitality that you doubt he has. Okay. Can I, I wonder if I get the vibe that casting a healing spell would be helpful for this? You have no clue. This is, you are completely lost here. Okay. I, uh, okay. I reach out and I attempt to cast Cure Wounds on him. Which is you see it surround and, and coalesce around this this golden structure, um, and it starts to to pick up in its color and it speeds up, um, and you see the the arcane energy from inside of it start to spread out, but then it sputters as it gets about five inches from it and then goes back inside, um, swallowing any of your spell that was there. The heart did, and the, even just like the yeah, like the. The carapace, too, of just like his body um, starts to kind of just like it just shudders downward. It, it, um, it collapses a little bit in on itself. Penny. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. If, I use, if we use the stone, if one of us uses the stone to get back to the island, is it going to be really impossible to get one of us right back here? Like it doesn't go two ways. You know right? that once a place is used, it closes up uh. and then it has to jump to a new one. And so as, it, as you kind of are sitting there puzzling, Macduff says, hey, I, I have somewhere around the side. We don't have to go to wherever this circle is, but we can see what I have and try to stabilize him. We can, we can do this. Okay. We, we, I, I, need, I, need to, I need a win. <laughs> so I'm, I've, I've, I'll give all I got for this. Do you have a work surface and tools? You bet your ass. Come with me. Let's go. I, and, and he helps you. Uh, I pick up Bertram. Yeah, he helps you on, and he lifts Bertram from the back, Pappy also supporting his weights as the three of you trudge towards the workshop. Bertram, we jump to the year 100. You were there at Eloy's bedside. Her hair now very gray, her forehead with the lights sheen of sweat, her breath coming in bigger and bigger labored sighs. And even though you can tell that she is in horrible pain, she looks up at you, though, with fondness and and holds your hand. I definitely mastered the mending over the past few years, haven't I? You've mastered so much more than I thought possible. I thought, I thought when I got to this stage, I would be more scared that I would be, that I'd want to cry, Bertram, but I'm, I'm here with you and we've had so many good years together. And I want you to know I'm going to be okay and so are you. And you have given me so much from before I could remember you. 
You've given me a family. You've become my family. You have given me grace and hope. You've given me love. I counted myself so plain, so poorly made that I didn't think that any, any kind of love, whatever it was, would ever really come to me. And then I met, <laughs> then I met you. And I want to give you something back. You've already given me so much, Eloy. I don't even know where to begin. You have nothing to give me that I don't already have. I have your, your friendship and your love, and that's all, that's all I need. You start to see, in your mind's eye, the black central shadow of an eclipse sweeping towards you, and you grip her hand a little bit more tightly. There is something I have that you don't yet. And I will not accept a no to this, Bertram. This is the last time that I'm going to say, you have to do this. I'm, I'm ordering you to do it, even though that sounds so stupid. <laughs> okay, what, what, what is it? Sorcerer magic works through the blood. Yes, I it know. It is in the blood. After me, there's, there's no more Featherfoot family. <laughs> there's no more. And yet, I don't look at it that way. Bertram, you, you are a Featherfoot. You are my family. And she kind of reaches over and she takes that golden quill and she presses it into your hand this time, opening your palm in just the same way that you did with her. And she closes your hand gently around it. This is yours. We've already, you've seen me practice using it. You know exactly what to do. <laughs> you helped practice with me kind of going through it, but you know what to do. And now I've already arranged for it. My blood is going to be yours. I want to give you. I, I, I hope it's not creepy. <laughs> uh, oh, it's absolutely uh, creepy, but it's also oh, very, great. Okay, very that's sweet. what I was going for, actually. So we're, we're good. Uh, but and she kind of coughs a bit and more. Do you, what like, do you like know about? Like, See, this will be yours. Okay, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> but what do you know, Eloy? What do you know about? Warforged and how we're built. Where would you even put it? Do you know what you're doing? That is there's something wild different magic about blood. you. It is, but there's something about you, Bertram. There's something about how you were built that's a little different. I have reason to believe there's something inside you that could be a good receptacle for that. You're not mindless. You're not a servant. You're not. You are more for lack of a better word, human. I mean, I know there's many other races, but I'm human, so I kind of think in that term. But you are more human than I have seen of so many people in my life. And I want you to think of it this way. If you accept this, you might get to cast magic so much more beautifully and chaotically and more powerfully than I could ever do. But even better than that, Bertram, you'll be able to carry me with you so we can finally see the world together. Yeah, I think Bertram would just, would, would put his arms out. Just tell me 
tell me what, what I need to do. A couple weeks have passed. Eloy has been gone for eight days. And at about nine in the morning, you come to the same seat below the hibiscus tree from which you had met baby Edgar so many decades ago. You think of the years spent under Edgar's jealous gaze and cannot refrain from laughing bitterly at that lost potential. But now, here is the same beautiful scene, the same abundant foliage, the same splendid grounds and magnificent ruins, the same silver river running between its fertile banks. Your eyes follow the line of giant crabs that now move hither and thither among the trees. Some are bathing in exactly the place where you had saved Eloy. And that suddenly gives you a keen stab of pain. And like blots upon the landscape rise the domed coverings for the Featherfoot family graves. You understand now what all the beauty of the Featherfoot grounds covered. Very pleasant were your days with Eloy, as pleasant and wonderful and joyful as you could hope for. During that time, you knew of no enemies and provided against no needs. And now, that time has ended just the same. And you know there is nothing left for you here. A gentle breeze wipes across your face, caressing lightly as, as a, just a distant memory of fun times past. And with that breeze blows something against your foot. I uh, bend down and pick it up. You see it is a scrap of paper. Not just a scrap. You see, actually, open it up. You see it is a flyer. A flyer calling for adventurers from Dr. Frankenstein, inviting you and anybody else interested to Geneva. Dang! Here we go! <laughs> Origin story. <laughs> Origin story. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I, would, I would take that um, and kind of walking maybe one last time through the house, I would, I would lay it on top of, um, a canvas that I had on a table. Maybe the last thing, maybe that was like in this empty manner now. And it is the, the canvas of that water, watercolor painting from the porcelain room. It's like the one thing that, uh, I think Bertram would want to keep that's uh, of the couple on the bridge together. Yo, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm tearing up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, I would put that, I would roll it up together and I would just leave and not look back. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the break to say I am stoked that you're with us, especially since I really hope that you are enjoying this finale of our time machine arc. We're finally here, you guys, Uh, and it, it has been just a wild ride, especially getting to explore and delve into Bertram's backstory and 
this is actually an episode where it became it, it was it was really fun and yet also very emotional to record. So I, I hope you guys got something out of that and that you felt something in your sweet little dear hearts. Uh, I'm also wanting to say hello and welcome to some of our newest members of the Omamam fam. So hello to you, Jim Richards, Andrew Ding, Allison Vasallo, Sean. Uh, you guys are, are brand new to, to the family, and we are so glad to have you here. Um, and if any of you are wondering what I mean when I say, oh, man, man, fam, I'm talking about our Patreon, something that you can join, and you get some cool perks from it. You get to join our private Discord to chat with us on the regular. You get some cool bonus content, including our after show, a book report episode that's full in its length, even a book club. Club that you can join with Kimmy and I. So come on down, find out what all the what, what all the fun is about, really. And uh, I hope to see you on there. And then maybe you will hear your name um, joined on here to the list of incredible individuals that I just listed earlier. So we love you guys. We want you to join in on the fun even further. And we look forward to seeing you there at the Omamam Fan Patreon. So with that, that's enough of me. Let's get back to this show, this finale, shall we? We jump back to Penny and Awen, and uh, you are with the body of your your buddy the body of your buddy uh and you you got to stabilize him so here you are in uh the the workshop that is well stocked for Macduff, and he looks around sheepishly and he says i i told you it's yours to use uh and i was able to snatch these up too on my way here uh had a lot of snafus on the road, but maybe, maybe one of these will help. And he hands you uh, three spell scrolls. Oh. Uh, and and the spell scrolls are for Eldritch Blast, Dispel Magic, Vampiric Touch. Okay, I've heard of Vampiric Touch before. But I also got a lot of practical shit, too. Uh, and you look over, and it's just like, it is, it is a workman's dream. Uh, you see... Amazing. All the tools uh, I could ever tools want. Tools to cut. Tools to pinch. Tools to screw. Tools to... You're not even sure who some of those contraptions are. They look like they're maybe a work in progress for an invention that he's coming up with. Uh, but yeah, you, you got like a, a guy who, who isn't an alchemist, but he, he likes to play alchemist. <laughs> I put Bertram on the table. I like clear off all of the flasks and all of the shit that's on the table. Uh, maybe there's a little burner or something, and I kind of put it on to the side. And I put the chest plate on uh, kind of like the back table. Um, and I mean, I just look in. I want to look in, and, and I want to have like this moment where... Awen's really connecting the dots of the things that were natural in the world and all the organisms that he's seen and he understands really well and he knows the nature of. And then all of his passion and his love from um, 
from the from Frankenstein, from the city, from Bertram, from Penny, all of his experiences. And and I I I just yeah, I think I want to like watch what's going on inside of the chest cavity for just a little bit and just kind of observe it and try and glean some kind of structure that I can leverage. Mm. Almost, I'll say with all the, I mean, there's a bunch of great descriptions in there of what you want to do. And so I, I, as your DM, happily tell you, you tell me what you want to roll. For sure. What skill do you want to use? I think I am, uh, I think I am trying to perceive little nuances in the system. So there's all of the mechanics and, and the wiring or whatever that's going from the central power unit. But then there's also, I know there's blood in, like running through mm-hmm. his system as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to make a perception check. Okay. Great. It's a nine. What's that face, Aaron? What's that face? My gosh. Okay. <laughs> Here's what you notice with a nine. Okay. You know, that it's important to know just because it is lower than you'd like does not necessarily mean it's a, I come at you as your DM and say, you see nothing. Right, right. So I will not do that okay. to you. But with a nine, you notice uh, one detail stands out to you, uh, other than what you have already clocked before when you were, when you were repairing him in the hedge maze. You know, your attention keeps getting, strong, it keeps getting drawn back to this, this golden uh, central orb, this, this golden infrastructure uh, there. And you notice that behind it, so there, there seems to be a specific sizzling um, coming from behind it and where it is located in the chest cavity there is space behind it to fit your hand in so you can't get in there to see it you would have to take him completely apart right. for that but you can use your hands to feel around okay. um, and as you use your hand to feel around you feel that the surface it's smooth it follows a certain contour that that really mimics the human heart um, but you get to a certain area where you recognize a latch and that latch seems stuck almost like it has been crushed oh no yeah okay i i try to like it's been crushed it it feels like i can't move it at all or it feels like it's like chunking off into pieces no, no, no. You don't. It's it's, it's still valve, all one piece. Okay. It is. It's a. It's a latch, a latch on a the latch, back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ask for. I ask for a mirror. I say. I say. Um, you happen to have one of those small like mirrors for dentists, real tiny ones. <laughs> of course, you'd ask for a dental mirror. Uh, and he, 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 you know, uh, we, I, don't, I don't have a dental gear. I mean, I have a lot of hobbies, but dentistry is not one of them. But I do, I do have like a side mirror that was on this buggy that Flayanch used to use um, when he was younger. Uh, and he brings you a, a, an ovular mirror the size of your palm. Okay. Um, and it, it does fit inside the, the, the cavity. Okay. I say, Penny, I need you here. I need you. Can you please hold this? I'm going to try to do something. And I go over to the tool chest and I grab a pair of um, hooked needle nose pliers. 
So they're really tiny you do that. and they're hooked. Mm-hmm. And so I want to mm-hmm. look in the mirror and say, Penny, can you just tilt it up just a little bit? And then I guess. Penny does that. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> I just like tr- try to see, I'm trying to see what I'm looking at. If, if I can kind of grasp that latch and try and pull it down. What you're able to see with that, and so I, I'm going to have you roll perception again with advantage uh, because you're getting help or you're getting aid from right, someone. In this it case, now. it's Penny holding that mirror for you. Okay. That's a 24. Now that's better. Yes. That's more like it. You now don't just feel it. You can see clearly here that it, it has become concave here. And so this mechanism um, that it, it, it's like a... a Part of it you see as a structure for the magical blood to flow and to power uh, the the inside of it, and uh, it, it's it's also you see a separate cavity that had been formed for the oil. So it's like a dual chamber here, um, and it has a two way flow as well. And so the cavity where the magical part of it, the arcane, where you can see the arcane energy, it has been completely crushed, like pinioned. Um, so that it is unable to flow. And so this keeps just, that's the, the source of this sparking. Um, and it, it is cutting off then, almost like it's cutting off circulation to the rest of the body. So it's losing this circulation and starting to kind of like shrivel in on itself. Okay. Do I know what material it's made out of or can I, can I guess? The metal? You can, you can, it is a metal encasing and on the inside you notice something much more flexible. You can't exactly tell what it is. You have not worked with it before. Okay. Out of my pocket, I pull. Dental floss. That's right. No. Uh, I pull out, uh, I pull out some, some tubing that I've created for various purposes in all my alchemical research. And what I'm going to do is I go to, to the, I go to the tool bench and I grab a, a small saw, a small like jewelry saw or a coping saw. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back mm-hmm. in there <clears throat> and I am going to just start to saw out on either side wanting to connect my tube as a bypass into that uh from that part that jammed up great uh kimmy for awen uh sorry for penny uh to keep holding that steady would you roll a wisdom check for me if you succeed then this is a (laughs) then this is going to offer him advantage (laughs) Sorry, I'm just really proud of me putting all that together. Um, you can cut this out of for the li- if you decide you don't want to keep it for the listener. I just had a photo of the elf Hermie from the Rankin and Bass Abominable Snowman <laughs> Christmas special and said this a win because it's him with all the teeth. It just finally put it together. He's the little elf. Oh. <laughs> all right, wisdom check. It really, it really killed me, and I got a good chuckle out of Adam, so I feel pretty proud of it. After all the dentist talk, I swore that Awen was about to just fill me with teeth or something. Like that was going to be his. He just pours it in. He just confetties it in. And then shake you. (laughs) This will fix him. All right. A 14. Okay. So now you're going to get to roll with advantage, Aaron, for the next portion. Okay. Okay, So uh, you can roll perception again with advantage. Okay. 
All right, that's a 15 and a 16. You do exactly what you set out to do, uh, grabbing both sides and deftly holding one finger down to keep pressure so that you could bend it at your will and you connect the tubing. Awesome. You start to, yeah, you start to feel like a release of that pressure and start to see a flowing. Uh, you, you know that also with that perception, you know that you haven't healed him, but he's starting to stabilize. Um, is there anything else you want to do before closing him back up? Yeah, I have a, an airtight canister of his blood. I'd like to look around for some anticoagulant, uh, like chemicals or plants, um, and kind of like rehydrate, not rehydrate, but like make sure his blood is good and try then to, um, inject that back in. So I think for this one, I would probably go and find like a needle and then jab that needle into the newly connected um, tubing. And then I would take the blood canister and I would connect it to this, to this, uh, this needle and syringe um, and try to like funnel as much of this blood back into, into Bertram that I can. And then once that's done, I'd probably do the same procedure with another length of tube. I'd take that punctured one out and then I'd put the new one in just to seal them up. You see in a pot in the corner of the room a a grouping of what you recognize as Astragalus arbusculinus. Hell yeah. Part of the, the gum tree. Uh, and you happen to know that when crushed, um, it will produce an extract uh, that can use to have analgesic and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anticoagulant <laughs> effects. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you do that, uh, and and you you start to see uh, just this almost this light thrumming of energy. So that that faint flutter that you had seen coming from this this golden vestibule before, um, in in the very heart of of. Uh, Bertram start to to build with a little bit more strength um, so some of the color starts to seep back into his body and uh, the the chest itself starts to expand back to its fuller size you have got our boy steady got him away from from a death certain door um, but you know that he's not out of the woods yet Okay. Well done. Well done. Penny actually says that. Well <laughs> done. Well done. Let's see if he let's well just done. see if he makes it. I'm I'm a little bit nervous. Bertram. We come to year one. You are being powered on for the first time. And you see squinting in front of you as he comes into, into view, into focus, a jovial-looking man that you distantly recognize as Arthur Featherfoot. And he's looking you over with, with wonder and awe and glee. And you see him address someone over your shoulder, uh, but you, you find yourself unable to move yet, only to open your eyes and see. And he says, 
So you you say uh, his name is is Bertram. What what is that? What does that stand for? And just you, you hear this like huffing, impatient sigh, and then somebody slides over a piece of paper, and he looks down at it. Bioengineered robot tailored to respectfully assist the master. That's a that's a little on the nose, uh, don't you think? But well, here we are. That's your name. Hello, Bertram. I'm I'm Arthur. Hello, Arthur. I'm Bertram. Wow. <laughs> I, I am. You are. I don't even know how to say this. Uh, it's in your name, but I guess. I guess I'm your employer. I, I don't really want to be called your master. That, that's kind of strange, uh, but that's that's what I am. And and you're you're in my home, and you're going to be assisting me and, and helping to run my household. Is that all right with you, Bertram? Yes, Mister Arthur. Oh <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I guess if. We're getting fancy, right? You can you can address me as Arthur, and many other people call me Lord Featherfoot. It's completely up to you. I will call you Lord Featherfoot. Wait. And he's looking over your shoulder again. He's like, "Are are you sure you you don't want to make more of these with with your artificer skills and and the Featherfoot name behind it? We could make a lot of money. We we could make something here." And finally, the footsteps round you, and you see the form of an elfin Asimar. You see Dr. Frankenstein. <coughs> well, I, I've tarried long enough here in the Valley of the Thames. Elizabeth wants me back in Geneva. Besides, I. I think my talents could be better spent elsewhere. For now, though, Arthur, you can show him around and uh, familiarize him with his duties in the grounds. He won't remember much for the first few days. I highly doubt he would remember this interaction. But he will get his feet under him and he will remember much. Arthur breaks in. Well, I, I know you don't get a chance to take a break this often, but there, there's nothing like this before. Are you sure I can't get you to stay behind and, and work with us a little bit more? I'd, I'd love to partner with you with, with some more ideas, some, some, some more instruments or, or creations that you had in mind. Oh, no. There is nothing like him. He has his spirit. He has his own at autonomy, and I've, I've put a little bit of myself in him in more ways than one. But to me, the, the future is still black and blank. It's a vast ignorance, lit at a few casual places by people's memories and stories, and I have by me for my comfort my own beautiful Elizabeth to witness that, even when my own mind and strength have gone. I hope that sentiment will be passed on to this creation of mine. I hope he will turn into a, a better person than I could ever be. 
and almost in that moment you are jerked back until just in this moment of realization of this memory that you held locked inside of you you're jerked back into the present and you open your eyes and instead of seeing in front of you the faces of Arthur and Dr. Frankenstein you see the scared and yet hopeful faces of Awen and Penny. Uh, Where where am I? Bertram! Oh my god, Penny, it worked! Bertram! I cannot believe you did that. There's no reason to shout. We're not shouting, Bertram, we're just... All right, Bertram, you were hurt. You weren't, you're not hung over. You're going to be all right. <laughs> we're just happy to see you, Bertram, okay? We're pretty I, happy to see you. Awen, Penny, I, I saw... I, I saw my maker. Oh, God. We cut to Old Smoke, and we're back inside Rose's tea shop. Twist darts around the dotted tables, laughing gaily as he chases Pip. Mrs. Sowerberry sits primly in an alcove, sipping on herbal tea with a plate of walnut cherry biscotti. The bell above the door chimes as it opens slowly, letting a figure in a greatcoat and a heavy scarf enter. Their boots echo on the wooden planks as they walk up to the counter, where Rose is handing a sandwich to Twist as he darts by in hot pursuit. Rose nods at the newcomer and asks, Welcome to my tea shop. Can, can I help you? They promptly unwrap the heavy scarf that had been obscuring their appearance, and we see a face thought long dead and buried under rubble. With haunted eyes and golden skin now faded from its originally glorious hue, it is the face of Dr. Victor Frankenstein. As he eases down into a stool, the metal plating covering now his neck and chest creaks stiffly, and he replies, I certainly hope you can help me. I'm looking for three people. An elf, a girl, and a robot. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, the Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.